you get to see Christian Bale smashing Big Bobby. No, you didn't know it was strapped tightly to his amazing <laughs> chassis. So, no, that I paused it, played it slowly, tried to get a no, zoom no, in and I, see it. I looked closely and you, you didn't see anything. It wasn't like Vigo Mortensen. Like you could see, even though you didn't see it, the shadow was prominent. Yeah. <laughs> we were just uh, we're about to go into a film with Ewan McGregor in it, who loves to get his Bobby out. Right. So, to be honest, if he'd fucking done that in this movie, I might have enjoyed it a wee bit more. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A moron! I thought, I thought I'd uh, set you up for that there. <laughs> oh, God. We're all excited to talk about this movie, guys. Let's get hyped. Let's get ready. I'm up for it. Let's yeah, up for it. Let's welcome in the people that are listening, though. Welcome to another episode of Morons Review Movies. Um, this week, a moron has picked an extremely moronic choice, and the Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. Um, Daniel, yeah, why? Explain yourself. <laughs> um, so, firstly, this is my unseen. Right, just putting that out there. I didn't. Watch I, I, I didn't think for you a second that you had seen. You already tried to no. defend yourself and recommended it. Um, but. This is why I quite I, I like to pick it on the scene where I didn't really know what it was going to be about. But I, very, I really enjoyed the book, which I feel like we're talking about the same as last week. It's weird the way these are paired up because my views in it are also very much about the book. And I was very interested in how they would make a sequel to The Shining, whether it would be a sequel to the book or a sequel to the movie, which are so different. Like, yeah. there's like, they're almost not alike. Uh, in the end, this sort of does like a bit of a cluster fucking both and absolutely messes up. Uh, so I, that's that's what made me pick it. Aye. I listened to the book about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Thought it was fucking excellent, and then as happens quite often with Stephen King adaptations, it just all depends on who makes it and and where it goes for there. So um, actually, who made this movie then? No Mike idea. Flanagan. Some Nakan. Absolutely naked. You better than Mickey Flanagan. Because it's quite like the source material, the writer, it's like some of the most famous stuff out there. So yeah. how did it end up that there was this fucking fly-by-night made it? That's what I Well, he also directed the movie Hush, which I really, really like. I was just going to ask you, Daniel, is this that, um, well, Tenny's actually, I don't know if it's probably a stupid question, but... See if obviously if something comes to a book and then they sell the rights to obviously a director, is how much do you think they get a lot of not say, but do you think they're described how the movie's going to go or after they sell it, is it more just to get free reign to obviously produce what they want? Yeah, yeah. So Stephen King is famous for this. Like pretty much every single thing he's ever written has been adapted in some way, right? It yeah. always will. And when you see him be interviewed about it, he's like, look, I know what I he knows what he's created. It's up mm-hmm. to them what they want to do with it. So he, yeah. he doesn't get precious about whether the film is good or not. Right. Um, he used to get slightly annoyed by the Shining questions because it's so different. Like, right. okay. it's all, in his mind, it goes apart from like the general premise and the characters that he created. There's nothing about Stanley Kubrick's Shining that's like the book, and it's true. 
Like, uh, I've heard that. Eh? Apparently, there's like a TV series that's a lot closer to the book. Is that right? No, I don't know if that. But there is. I've never seen it. But um, I used to work beside a guy that was a proper fucking movie buff. Right. We used to talk about The Shining, and I used to say about it. I know it's like you love it, and I always used to say about it that I didn't really rate it. And he said there was a TV series that was much better. But I, I, I thought maybe you would have heard of it. But no, it's a, a mini series, three episodes, came out in nineteen ninety seven. It's four and a half hours long in total. See, when you're saying about Stephen King getting annoyed about the questions about The Shining, though, to me, like I've never got any sympathy for him in that point either, though, because if you don't. I, he's obviously made a shitload of money from selling it, right? There'll be cash in the checks, anyway. If you're that fussed about it, then you should make sure you've got more of a say and take less money or whatever instead of some... You've basically sold the rights to a, to your book to make it in whatever they want, and you've been okay to sign off on that, haven't you? Maybe I'm... I think I've misspoken there the way I've put that across. So he, Stephen King doesn't give a fuck what people do with his books. The only th- what time I've ever seen him discuss it in a negative way is talk about how different The Shining is. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, okay. So when he's been asked about it, he basically said that film's absolutely nothing like my book. Oh, right, like, okay. Nothing at all like it. It's, it's, it barely even, like... I guess if people asked you questions about the film and said, and relate it back to the book, and maybe haven't watched the book, that would yeah, get yeah. on your nerves because you're like, well, you've clearly not even re- read what I've written and just yeah. take watch the film and said, how did this come about in your head? And it's something he hasn't even done himself in the book and they've just made it up completely separate. Oh. One thing I was going to say about that, I don't know, so when obviously when music's used in like TV and stuff like that, it's not strictly the like the artist that gets paid, is it? It's the person that owns the the master or the publishing rights. So I don't know if that's the same way with a novel. Do you know so what I mean? I know, that, I know that Stephen King is pretty good with his stuff and he gets paid for absolutely everything, but he also... He he's basically come out publicly and said he'll never stop anyone making one of these things. You can fucking have three then and pay him. And that's what it. I was going to ask on the back of that, and Kyle will maybe be able to check this. I take it he's no credited anywhere, like as adapting the screenplay or anything like that. No, for this. And this, but I know he has worked on some stuff, right? So there's some Stephen King adaptations that he they've got him involved in. Like yeah. recently, they're doing Under the Dome as a TV show. Um, one of his books. I know that he's like a producer on it and he's like a consultant and shit like that. Um, and because somebody has to do that, like you, you can't just take a book and make it into a movie. You have to adapt it. Ken, what I mean, like so, somebody has to do that. And you would think the writer of the book would be the best person to do that. Like so Steve, Steve, for this one, Stephen King is credited as a writer. There you go. Well, I'll but, no, but is it based on his just purely because it's based on his novel? Is that what it says or? It's got his name on the poster and everything for it. It's Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. He's credited as a writer for it. Yeah, it's his. I would, I would be astonished if Stephen King had anything to do with this. Yeah, um, because it's wildly different. Not wildly different. I'll get as we go through and you talk about it. I'll tell you the bits that are different that are better than the book. Um, But my early thoughts on the film, because we've rambled on a wee bit about that, I would say that this is Ewan McGregor's worst possible performance I think I've ever seen him he's so he's like wooden he's like unbelievable it doesn't seem like it just seems like he's phoning this fucking performance in like I just thought he was awful in it yeah he was terrible it's the worst American accent I've ever heard in my life yeah atrocious <laughs> like I don't know like why he's so bad um, and then he's the big star the supporting cast are all kind of shitty 
B actor, so that doesn't help either. Like he's meant to be carrying the film, and he's fucking garbage in it. So I actually wanted to refer back to one of another movie that we reviewed, um, and it was Manchester by the Sea. So you yeah. McGregor and this is meant to be like an alcoholic. Yeah. Right? So we can assume there's some sort of level of depression there, or like, and there's a scene where um, he's in the doctor's office and obviously he's he's ready to offer him a job as an orderly or something like that is that right at the care mm-hmm. or the hospice sorry and he goes from like just like manically depressed to and then he like makes some sort of quip like at the end of the scene like he kind of perks up and makes this quip like a total hollywood like hang it's like it's just like you're saying it's not a believable portrayal of like depression or being an alcoholic or anything like that it's just it's like what are you doing like I was really looking forward to it because I, there's a there's an interesting story to be told, right? Of twenty years, thirty years, forty years after Danny, whatever happened, to Danny, right? There's a really interesting story there, and they, and they do tell well, it. That's why story. Stephen. King, I think that's why Stephen King wrote the book because so many people were hounding him about it. That's right, eh? Aye, that's what I, I don't know that for a fact, but it would it would I'm, make sense to me. Mentioned in the trivia. Aye, cool. Um, so, like, everyone's always wanted to know, and I think he, the story is cool, and it's a really good idea that he's sort of still being haunted, but he's able to keep it away, but he's basically became a fucking horrible alcoholic like his dad. And he's in the book, you're sort of getting the idea that he's slowly turning into his dad. Uh-huh. Right? Well, that's not really hinted at in this at all. He's just fucking uh-huh. happy, go lucky, fucking okay. And see the scene where he steals the money off the woman. See, you are all looking about like it's nothing, right? That's the, mm-hmm. that is the main crux of this whole the whole book, right? Is that he wakes up that day after shagging that lassie? Uh, oh, yeah, we at the start. Aye, sorry, it was at the start. Aye, right at the mm-hmm. start. Um, and the wee boy in the book, it, it, it's obviously goes into a lot more detail. And he and he's going back and forth in his moral decision as to whether to take this money or no, because he's been left with any money. Yeah. And in the book as well, the wee boy is clearly being like abused like the wee yeah. boy's fucking yeah. like covered in fucking shite like you can't leave him there but he just does he just takes the money and fucks off and then because he's got the shining they haunt him throughout forever yeah, he's mentioned in the movie at all there's i think there's a tiny wee flashback when he wakes up for a nightmare and she's next to him and that's about yeah. it but that yeah that conflict and like all the, the conditions that they're living in and all that i got that from the movie but it's just the way that they put it across is just dreadful yeah i'd agree with that as well um i think that it feels very cartoonish at times like those as those those hat the lady with the hat mm-hmm. um she she's a really fucking sinister horrible evil bitch but oh, then, yeah. when you see it in this i think sometimes reading something can seem creepy like see the idea of someone sucking your essence out can feel mm-hmm. creepy if you're reading the words right and the but movie it's it, just it's just comical basically right when you <laughs> see like yeah. cgi steam coming out of somebody's mouth into somebody else's yeah. mouth it doesn't work does it <laughs> like, he, no, those things are better he, off he just on the green mile too didn't he stephen king yeah yeah that's what that reminded me and i'm like ah, this isn't even original like do you know what i mean Aye. It's, it's Stephen King's whole universe all ties in, right? So right. people with special abilities are interlinked some way in amongst right. his, his world, right? So you know, it could be that John Coffey's got the opposite. He sucks the bad. Well, exactly. Aye. But when you see it in a movie, it's like, 
Well, we've already seen a guy doing this, but it's the complete opposite thing. Like, yeah. it's not the thing. But I, I, I'm sorry, everybody. This was really long. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can admit when you picked a big uh, shite film on like Hunter. So, good odds for that. <laughs> oh, this is the thing that you, you sit there and you watch it, right? And we a lot of the time we don't discuss it beforehand, and we try really hard not even discuss it after it until we talk about it. And yeah. I would never like really slag somebody if they've actually paid attention and just not had the same experience as what I have. Like we already did this. Maybe we watched Traffic. And basically, everybody else shot on it, but I watched the movie and enjoyed it from start to finish. Right. So it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But um, I really wanted to enjoy this. That's why I'm so gutty. I really thought it was going to be good, um, and it just wasn't. Right. I felt like there, there was there was interesting characters to be there. Like the young lassie with the boy in the cinema, I feel like who they were watching the power because she had that. I've just come oh, off yeah. the back of watching Jessica Jones. She's got that Kilgrave thing where she can just yeah. sit, tell people stuff. And in the TV series Jessica Jones, it's done amazing. Dave Tennant does a great job of portraying this, and it's just so underplayed in this the fact that she can just say whatever she wants. Um, and I just when when she started that, I thought, oh yes, this is going to be class because she's going to have a massive influence. She just kind of gets shunted away to the side, like, oh, we'll keep her. But she only, you only really start to see the influence she has when she tells the guy to blow his own head off. Mm-hmm. Like, she only really exists to then further their power, the not, the true not, their power mm-hmm. later on. Um, I guess another thing that just doesn't work in a film is see right at the start where they've got the wee lassie and suddenly there's all the people in the boot. I just wanted to laugh. No. <laughs> like the sinister. Do you mean like it wasn't sinister in any way? It just sh- but... the other bit too is like when you were when you said you're laughing at that point, it's like I can't remember what the what the character's name was. Remember the really old guy who was obviously couldn't he was he was dying and everybody was upset. Yeah. As soon as he died, everyone just over him trying to take every last drop in that. I was just like, Oh my god. That was just that. That was to me. No, was even that is in keeping with really the type of people that they are. Like, oh yeah, but it was laughable though. That uh, oh, it was laughable. Let's be honest. <laughs> I feel like I've seen him in something before though. That old guy, no, Daniel, you might know. Maybe I recognised his face, um, but I, I don't know if it's maybe a, he was a bit younger before. He's, but no. He plays Lurch in the Adams family. I knew I fucking seen him somewhere, man. I think he's uh, a well-known actor. And he's also in Men in Black. There you go. That's fucking interesting. Don't let interesting thing about this film. Oh, uh, it so... was so hard to watch, man. Like, I had to pause it and go do other stuff. And oh. I was like, I'm actually fucking losing the will to live. My essence is leaving me watching this. It I was, was fucking like, dreadful. I was, like, twisting and turning. Like, I was lying on a bed watching it, and I was, like, putting the pillow on my face and, like, turning away, like, pausing it just because I was like, I can't believe I'm actually watching this. <laughs> well, this is your first, well, now second uh, experience of watching a truly shit movie that we then have to come and talk about. What's your thoughts about the movie and a bit more date? See, I, so one of the first times that I came on with you is like I said that I haven't really watched a lot of kind of like crap. Like I, I just I've not really got a lot of patience, and like <laughs> I, I'll just stop watching stuff if. Like, I know it's going to be garbage. But with this, obviously, I, I wouldn't have, like, just let folk down. So I sat and watched the full thing. But it's definitely one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, the, the mad thing is, right, 
that if you were to look at just random reviews like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, oh, I, this I, I like that, man. it's like a seven out of ten. Aye. Aye. I mean, it's not, but. but it's by modern standards. So, like, to me, a seven nowadays is like aye, a one or a two. I would say. Do you know what I mean? They'll just give that shit like, the, like Fargo, the TV series. First series, it's like the best thing I've ever watched. And the rest of the series are terrible. But they just I think the reviews for the later series are better than the first one. And it's just like you're talking shit. That's what the day is. It's nonsense. It's like used with Spider-Man. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just elevating it to a status it just doesn't deserve. But no, like nah, the acting was terrible. Um, like you've already said, the, the, the fucking lead guy is one of the fucking I mean, how they got him to do this is beyond me. Like to start with, because the material was like I'm not talking about the book. You say the book's yeah. good, but the actual movie, the screenplay is shite. Yeah, but then he like he fucking lives up to it because he's terrible as well. The plot is just riddled with holes. It's too long. The movie, as usual, it's predictable. Like I was sitting there at one point and I was like, they've not even been to the fucking Overlook yet. Do you know so, what I mean? And they hadn't been there yet, and I was like, I, I'm, they're still going to have to go there at some point. So I'm still going to have to sit through like 45 minutes of them being at the Overlook Hotel. I knew it was coming. So the interesting bit about that, right, and this is where I think it becomes a bit of a clusterfuck, and whoever's adapted this has tried really hard to to be true to the original Shining book and movie and the new Doctor Sleep book, but none of it does they tie in, right? So at the end of the first book, and the premise for the Holy Doctor Sleep, is that the Overlook Hotel explodes, it doesn't exist, right? Yeah. And then, so there is a scene later on where they're on the grounds of the Overlook Hotel, and uh-huh. they, they've all got their camper vans. Uh-huh. They all camp up there because there's all this fucking energy and all this uh-huh. fucking energy. Do you know what I mean? And it's like their home turf. They've tried, again, they've tried to like shoehorn this into a sequel movie, and it's just... Aye. So I think what they're thinking is, well, if people have watched The Shining, at the end of The Shining, the hotel's still there. So we need to leave yeah. the hotel there. Whereas really they should have just forgot the Shining movie ever existed. Aye. Yeah. They've so they do wee flashbacks to like Stanley Stanley Kubrick's film, right? <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing Aye. when they do that. Like I'm, embarrassing, I'm, man. I'm completely on the same page as you with that, Daniel. It's like I didn't obviously I've not read the book. I hadn't read to see if whether this was in the book or not, but like once I go back to the hotel, that was the biggest pile of shit I've watched <laughs> in a and I film that was meant to be good because I was actually really buzzing going into this. I didn't actually realise that I'd only scored the Shiner 4, which is probably quite, I should have, on reflection, from what I remember, it was actually more enjoyable. But as soon as he went to that, did all the flashbacks or whatever, it was as if, it was as if to me, you'll be able to tell me if this... So what you're saying is in the book they don't actually even go into the hotel then? Or do they go the into... The hotel exist. The hotel blows right. up at the end of the Shining. Sorry, I wasn't sure if you meant... So I don't know if you meant in the book blows up at the end because obviously it's only on fire but I thought maybe there's bits after it but it was as if to me that they got to that stage of the film they're like what the fuck do we do now oh you know what we'll just go back to the hotel and just put and just put because even the scenes together when they're when they're when um that Rosie's chasing the young girl I thought both of them were actually pretty good in the film but I agree with you McGregor um even when when she's chasing the young girl, it was like the exact same as what the Shining was. It was like build sun a bit different. It was just complete laziness. And they they miss out a really key part about so in the in the film, right? He, you uh, McGregor, the couple of an alcoholic, clicks his fingers, knows he's not an alcoholic, and he's sound, right? Um, 
and he's got the blackboard chalk, and then one day she uh-huh. says when he starts saying hello back, right? Yeah. They never went any depth about their connection. Whereas it's made it's really important in the book that um fucking Jack Torrance, right? Um Danny's dad, Jack Nicholson for the first one, right? He right. is also the grandfather of that wee lassie. So he had an affair. So in The Shining, you realise that he you yeah. see him having an affair when he's a university lecturer, right? There's all this shit that's known in The Shining. He's a lecturer at uni, he likes plays, all this sort of shit, right? And he, he shags this woman. And that's the granddaughter of that woman. So her and Danny are actually like half-siblings. And they just completely don't even cross that yeah. over in the film. That's so they don't have any explanations as to why these two are connected in any way or why he's getting these messages. They just say that she's got a power, she's got more of <laughs> than he does, and then... Right. She randomly gets in touch with him and that's I didn't even understand obviously like I know it's obviously going to be made up or whatever how they do that but in terms of how writing on a wall is so are they saying that because they've both got the shining that they can they can basically track each other down or something like that? is that how they, they, they basically say it in the film that they're able to communicate that way Aye, that's, how, that's, how guys, that's how the bad guys find you as well so like the shining and you're using the shining it's sort of putting this beacon it's out there you up, basically uh-huh. right. that, was one of the, that was one of the plot holes that i was referring to though right so if we're to believe that people have got this capability why do they need to meet up with each other <laughs> yeah i know just keep what, talking hey you've got a fucking I guess the only thing, use it i guess the only thing that which which i still didn't i still thought was stupid was is that they were sort of leaning on the girl being so young that she's tracked him down without him even wanting to see her. But even still, you'd think she's got all this knowledge and power that she would obviously know that she can keep communicating in that way instead of not having to meet up with him. I don't know if that's the only way they were leaning into it and saying, well, she's sort of young and immature or whatever. But then a few scenes later, she's like the complete opposite. And you you could you could think she's probably like a young adult, the way she's, the way she's able to control herself and whatever. As a film well, it gets, it gets eight years, mind eh? Like it jumps eight years forward, too. Eh? Oh, does it? I, I thought this was only like a fortnight. So did that. No, it jumps forward eight years. Did see? This is how fucking stupid the film is. So <laughs> see, see the time that she writes in the board. Uh-huh. That's like stay there. Then right. it jumps forward, and he's getting like his eight year or his six year coin. At the oh, eight. right, okay. See, that seems stupid, though, Taylor. Just like a gap of eight years, just nothing happens. Because the, the only thing I notice is that he's got a beard at one point and then he's clean shaven after that. That's what six years does to you. <laughs> no, done it to you. No. <laughs> Sean, what did you think of this movie? It seems like one that you'd absolutely despise. And the fact that Laurie Felslut didn't even enjoy it with you. Lucky girl. Um, when it's supposed to be a scary movie, which is up our street. What's your thoughts, mate? Is this supposed to be a scary film? Obviously, like, there's the, you've got the fucking creepy bits in the bath. Uh, about it. I, I'm just a, the same as you. I, I don't know what's worse, like the film or having to fucking talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of felt like a like a really shite, like 18-rated like DC Marvel type film. Or like a fucking Disney series based on the Marvel kind of universe and that. I, I'm just no into this kind of stuff at all. Uh, obviously, we watched The Shining no that long ago. 
So I just assumed it would be obviously this is this only came out a couple of years ago, but I just assumed that it would be like the shining and it would, they would be linked and all of that, like heavily linked. But I, I didn't really understand what was going on throughout the film, to be honest. Uh, I've already kind of touched on you and McGregor's accent. I just found it really annoying. Like, mine to yours were really annoyed by Daniel Craig's accent, and uh, uh-huh. so I felt in this. I just couldn't. Like, it's the way they were speaking. It was, it was like one of us putting on an American accent. Like, if you're sitting having a conversation with somebody and you put in like a an accent for whatever reason, that that's what it sounded like. It was absolutely dreadful. Uh, but I've not really got anything good to say about this. I felt it was pretty shit. The the scenes were at the, at the hotel at the end when uh, when they were in the maze and uh, it was just crap. And then like the when they when they killed the the lassie in the heart. Uh, when all these like when the when the wee twins came out and all the other characters came out and sucked or uh, whatever it is that they do, mm-hmm. and then they jumped on Danny at the end and it's as if they're going to do the same thing to him. And then the next thing it cuts to the wee lassie sitting in the room and then Danny's just standing there in the corner of it. Like it just, I just didn't understand what what the point in any of it was and uh, I just it was utter shit. You seem massively really offended by this movie, Sean. No, I'm not offended by that. Like, it's, there's loads Should and loads of, if, 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 if I could fucking sit here and talk about films I didn't like, we would be here all day. This just goes on to the list of it. <laughs> uh, like, if you had to describe a film to me about, it, it's got, it's like a fantasy type film, there's supernatural powers or beings in it. Like, it's exactly the kind of thing that I've, I've more really got much interest in. The only kind of supernatural thing that I had interest in from a young age was superheroes. Like, that's why I don't like, like Star Wars and all of this kind of stuff. I just my mind just switches off. I've got no interest in it whatsoever. So I find it hard to to actually sit and like really, really concentrate on, on all the goings on and stuff like that. It's so easy for me to switch off into in films like this. Especially when it does just drag. Like this really, really felt like a drag. Uh, like what was it like two, two hours, twenty minutes or however long how, how long was it? Two and a half? Uh-huh. Like that, that it felt double that at least it was just really, really. I was just want to get it over and done with so I can come here and slag it. I didn't like it. I just, I just, I just didn't like it. I, I didn't get it, and I just didn't like it. There was nothing to get. No. I was going to say as well, based on like when you mentioned at the start of it, Kyle, about how it's meant to be like a horror film, like a um, it's like. You can't be scared of some when you've actually seen all the scary scenes before in the film. Like everyone's based at a rerun of the shining, so you know you know what's gonna happen. Uh, like if you want if you want it to be a horror, at least add in something new and not just being like fair enough if you'd watched the shining years ago, then you might have um you might have got scared. But if for people like you, because you know you sometimes say okay, if you're gonna watch a film the second or the sequel or whatever, then you'll end up watching the first film to prepare yourself. You're never going to get. It's not going to have the same impact whatsoever if you do that because it's just a it's just a rehash of the the shining for the for however, I don't know how long into the film. That was no. what really pissed me off. How I'm they just glad you brought that up, Lindsay, because there's a bit where they obviously mimic uh, Jack Nicholson um, <laughs> being in between the slat of the door and they put uh-huh. your face there, right? Yeah. They cut like every sound in the movie at that point, and it's literally just a frame of him in between the door, and there's no sound. You know mm-hmm. fine well that they're going to make a loud noise after it to try and make you jump. Yeah, and it's exactly. like I knew that was going to happen. 
It was so fucking predictable. Yeah, well, they obviously have spent a lot of time trying to jump on the back of the shining for it because what I clocked here from when I was just looking through a bit is obviously Stephen King's names on it and all this kind of stuff. But the tagline for the movie is literally a new chapter from Stephen King, Offer of the Shining. That's how they've advertised it. <laughs> the see these bad guys. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm just like, like, so see these bad guys, right, that are hunting down these people with the shine, whatever. Why do they, why do they want, like, what does it give them? It just makes them feel more powerful. Uh, it makes what? them love longer, doesn't it? Yeah. That's why the old guy, they keep talking about how they need to give him stuff to keep him alive. And they, see the scene where he's at the bar in the hotel oh. and <laughs> the guy pours him whiskey. Now, I'm maybe miles after you, right? So obviously, uh, I, I never actually knew this, right? I, I never knew that Jack Nicholson retired in 2010. I thought he'd been in loads of stuff after 2010, but I checked it and that is obviously correct. I was amazed by that. But anyway... Is the bartender meant to be portraying Danny's dad? Is, is, is that so? I'm right in thinking that I he's think meant to be portraying Jack Nicholson's character as in the dad. I thought, yeah, That's I think so. Thing. Why? What's the point? And again, none and, of this. Can't get is Jack Nicholson in to do it. What is the point? Exactly. This is, this is all definitely just done by whoever's made this film because, like I said, the hotel's already exploded. Yeah. We <laughs> have that in the book. None of this stuff's in the book, and so like this guy's. This seems like a movie made by a guy who loved The Shining. Uh, That's what it seems like to me. And he's thought, what's a good way of me doing my own version of The Shining? Oh, wait, there's a sequel book. I'll just do that and fucking wank all over it and do what I want. In his head, it'll be like, everybody that, that, obviously it's got a very big follow in The Shining, and everybody that was really into it and this big, they they will love this. They will think this is absolutely amazing. Obviously, they can't get Jack Nicholson, so we'll get a guy and we'll make him look as closely as we can as he did in the original film. But it just came across really, like, really cheap. And I thought, what's the point? If you can't get Jack Nicholson, which obviously guy's retired, he's 80, whatever now, just leave that. Don't mm-hmm. revisit that. Everybody's seen, everybody that's seen this will have seen The Shining. So there's no yeah. point in introducing this. I know it wasn't a, a character in the film as such. It was, it was a cameo, basically, for five, ten minutes. But I was looking at it going, surely they're not trying to portray that as... <laughs> Again, I'm te- terrible with the characters' names, but surely they're not trying to portray that as Jack Nicholson here. Oh, well, they did. Just that's exactly so what they did. But like, so I was going to say that. So that scene in The Shining when he's at the bar is one of the best scenes in a movie. Yeah. Like I do. It's not even one of my favourite films, but I still look, look at that like video of that scene all the time because it's just brilliant. Yeah. And it's shown his like descent into like madness. And he's lit because he's literally all he's doing is just like having an imaginary drink at a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but so Ewan McGregor in this movie goes up to the bar, right? And it's obviously they've they've completely ripped off Kubrick's like the way that the camera moves and stuff like that, right? And then he gets up to the bar and it's like, right, so now, right, see if they just showed it for his point of view, and then that was it, it would be fine, right? But then they show the glass for the side, right? And they show the Jack Daniels being about to be poured into it. I'm like, right, that's fine. Again, I'm totally okay with that. Then they had an actor who slightly looked like a young Jack Nicholson (laughs) in the movie. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's where it fell apart. I I don't understand who thought this is a good idea. This is the best actors 
one of the best actors ever. And we were going to get some fucking like body double and pretend to be him. And then that's the lines and stuff. Just to jump in on who the actor is that plays him, is actually the boy that plays Elliot in E.T. My go God. home. Aye, fucking go home then. Like, <laughs> right, honestly, that that fucking blew. I know, I know I've shot over the movie, right? But that is one of the worst things I've ever watched in a movie before. Whoever, <laughs> whoever did that fucking should be in The Hague or something, because it's a fucking war crime, like. That's how bad it is. I was just going to say, it's like the only, the one of very, very few positives I've said that I've written down about this film is, is that I think my hate, my hatred is maybe a bit strong, but close to that in this film, is, is that you wouldn't, you, did, you wouldn't need to watch The Shining to understand what's going on here, but because we've watched The Shining, it makes me dislike the film even more because of that reason, because it is just a, as I said before, they've literally got halfway through the film and just shoved stuff with The Shining and because they know what to do with it. And then the other things is like, I thought the young girl's father, he was absolutely atrocious in the film. Oh, aye, totally. He, I've actually got that written down. The, the mother and the father are absolutely terrible. So there's aye, a scene aye. where she makes all the spoons hang for the ceiling. Uh-huh, yeah. Right? They just stand there and look at them, right? And then <laughs> I think at one point, the feather kicks off at you, McGregor. Is that right? Uh-huh, yeah, because he, he's, he's like, well, he's like beside himself. He's like the most passionate feather that's ever lived. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the same actor. <laughs> have the same fucking reactions, <laughs> or you should have similar reactions. It's just wooden as fuck to then like ten out of ten rage. It's like no, nah, this isn't acceptable. So the one actor that was good in it is the guy that does the Scatman Crothers. Uh, part because he's so much like him. Yeah, uh, I was going to say he really does look like him. Like I actually went and looked it up to see if they'd CGI'd it, like or done something with. It looks like it might be CGI'd. Aye, that's what I thought. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know. I think it was. I couldn't see it. Yeah. It was just another guy playing him. Uh, but he had the voice. He had these facial facial expressions. Everyone was spot on. Yeah, and, he was good. I actually never even really thought about that. But when you just because I just didn't enjoy the movie that much. But I also liked. Uh, is it Crow Daddy or whatever he's called? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. have much to do, but I feel mm-hmm. like in that sort of gang, I feel like he is quite sinister. I don't know if you if you know what I mean. He's quite convincing as a sinister mm-hmm. guy without really doing much. Yeah, uh, he was good. Um, like the guy that played him looked like the rest of them were all just faceless, so you didn't really get to know any of the rest of them. I suppose they were just looked like normal fucking cunts. Could have put anyone in there. Um, but no, I thought he was quite good. It was just. It's weird. The story should be about a guy who's become an alcoholic through the haunting of his dead dad, who was an alcoholic, reliving the abuse of his childhood, which which he deflects in through these fucking visions that he gets. I mean, that's really, but it's really it's his abusive childhood, right? And it's the, he's living with the fear of turning into his dad. That's what the whole book's about. The other stuff's just kind of a wee background just to hear a bit of fucking story, but it's mostly about alcoholism depression and feeling like that you're going to repeat the mistakes of your parents that's what i feel the story should have been about you would never have got any of that for watching this film so like it just fucking really failed at its job eh? let's say let's grab <coughs> hunter's thoughts whilst i've got them here mm-hmm. this should be good I, I hope he likes this <laughs> uh, surely yeah. no 
surely not. There's no chance. This is not up Hunter Street and it's garbage. So, like, it's got to be poor. <laughs> uh, yeah. It starts off. Two and a half hours of sleep I've deprived myself of of having to endure this. <laughs> Good start. Uh, these newer Stephen King adaptations we have seen recently, including uh, Pet Cemetery, have been shite. This shouldn't even be mentioned in the, in the same breath as The Shining. Um, felt like it had something worth being interested in at the start, then it totally deviated away from The Shining for the big middle chunk of the film. Then felt like it was all shoehorned in at the end, like some sort of force-fed fan service. Then he's put, <laughs> scary? No. Enjoyable? No. The worst film I've ever watched? Also no, but it's in that ballpark. <laughs> Nothing of note to take away from this film that I enjoyed. Very disappointing. That's excellent. That's like he's <laughs> here, basically. Right. Who was here last week when we yeah. he didn't have the same opinion as other strike right. film? Conveniently, when it was his film that he picked. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was also just last online on WhatsApp at, uh, two minutes ago, so he's clearly uh, available. <laughs> you can still look at your phone when you go for dinner, Kyle. No thanks. <laughs> But um, Dubs, do you have any trivia that's even going to bring some enjoyment? I'm, I'm armed with the trivia. Yeah, I told you I would do it, so I've done it. I just wonder if you found anything that's even interesting. Aye, there is. Aye, the top one's definitely interesting because it was something that I noticed in the movie as well. So Dr. John Dalton, uh, his room in which Danny is interviewed for the orderly position is identical to Stuart Allman's office where Jack Torrance was interviewed in The Shining. Yeah, I would never noticed that. Right. It's, fucking... it's, it's very similar, just the way it's filmed and all that. I've seen that right away. It's just obviously because, again, this is such a shite movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The delivery's terrible, but aye, they obviously <laughs> admitted it. I think that, that there's the same paint scheme and all that, and I think there's an American flag on the desk as well. Yeah, and now that you've said that, it fucking makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so most elements from The Shining were recreated with duplicate sets and lookalike actors, although three shots were reused. The aerial shot of the water, the island, the two shots after it of the car driving on the mountain road, and the shots were degrained and recolored as day for night and had snow digitally added. Is that the bit where like, they're travelling towards the Overlook Hotel, obviously? Aye. Isn't that at the start of The Shining, though? No? Yeah. Aye. Like at the start of the shining with the yeah, music, it's like playing. a really epic, like right. opening with the credits and stuff. Yeah, and, and like, the music and that. Um, yeah. God, that, see the fact that they put so much painstaking in because that must have taken a lot of fucking work and money. Be, and money. Imagine how much money they spent doing that. Yeah, fucking wild. With all the suffering in the world. Like, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> just experienced two and a half hours yet. Ah, exactly. <laughs> So the scene in the hospital where the cat Azzy jumps on the desk in front of Dan before he follows her to what should be an empty room, he puts mm-hmm. down the magazine he was reading. It's the same January 1978 issue of Playgirl magazine his father Jack Dons read in the lobby of the Overlook while waiting for Stuart Ullman and Bill Watson in The Shining. This is just confirming everything I thought. This has been made by a guy who fucking uh, The Shining that wanted to just have a wee... Mm-hmm. Like yourself. Now the more now the more dubs are saying it's more than I think mean, why didn't Rose do the full thing at the fucking hotel and just be done with it? Because that's probably what he wanted to do. 
and just wank himself silly over this hotel scene. Well, that, that would have been better, though. What he, what he should have done is completely ignored the book, right? Doctor Sleep, the book, completely. Day your own spin on it. Day your own sequel to The Shining Aye. and what you would have wanted to happen. Then Aye. this might have also worked a little bit, but the fact that he's also got all these elements for the actual novel, it doesn't, make, it doesn't add up at all. No. Well, you were saying though, Daniel, as well, I didn't obviously realise that he's basically ignored the shining when he gets to the hotel, though, as well. So you can't just ignore a big, massive part of the book. Either make it same, the same at the book or completely, completely different. Yeah. You've just done a mixture of the two of them, which doesn't yeah. work. It's that's a scrap peep challenge of a movie. That's what it is. But that's why Stanley Kubrick done so well with The Shining, because he basically, he looked at the novel and then went, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want with this, and did whatever the fuck he wanted. But he, mm-hmm. he kept to it all the way through. He didn't do little bits of what he wanted and then go, oh, I better have this bit for the book. Yeah. Just fucking yeah. fucked the book in the bin and did what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, I was quickly searching the budget and how much money this made, and I come across an article that say, the the headline reads, Warner Brothers have officially said good night to the Doctor Sleep sequel. So I they had a sequel planned for this movie. Usually, I don't even look at Wikipedia after we watch your films, but I did after this because I wanted to check how much it cost and the reviews. Um, well, it says here that the sequel, so the director tweeted to say that the proposed sequel to Doctor Sleep, which was a film set to focus on the fan favorite character Dick Halloran, um. And his callbacks to what happens in Doctor Sleep. So it's going to be a movie themed around the Scatman Covers character. The thing so is, it actually made money, I'm sure, the movie. It did make money. I believe. Uh, worldwide, it was uh, it made 71, $71 million against a budget of 41 but for the box office, way, it was a flop. It did like 30 Right. But uh, the proposed sequel sounds fucking dreadful. Aye, get that in the bin. Aye. Anywhere to go? The only one I've got, which I've already kind of stepped on it, is the stuff about how he only really wrote the sequel to the book um, after sort of fans asking him about stuff, which isn't even really anything to do with the movie. But I suppose that just shows how bad the movie is. Even the trivia is no fucking anything to do with the movie. (laughs) It's, It's stuff that's completely irrelevant. So... And apparently, you McGregor got paid three million for his partner role. That's Money the easiest million he's ever made, man. Fuck me. Figures take we score it then, guys. Yes. Yeah. Zero. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's just skip this one. <laughs> Daniel, we'll come to you first. Uh, zero point five. Zero point five, which was also which Hunter gave this movie. Bunsey? Joining them. Sean? 0.25. 0.25. Dubs? I just told you it was zero. Oh. <laughs> My apologies. A pure zero. Uh, I'm going to join Sean with a 0.25. This is going to be in the bottom three movies ever now. Is it? I, I genuinely thought you would score it like a wee bit higher. Like I, So bad. I feel like I tried to like it and I just couldn't like I I thought it was going to be something worth watching. I was quite excited to watch it and was like massively disappointed. Burns, I, that? I think the disappointment actually took mine down. See if I went in there with no expectations, I maybe wouldn't I hated it as much, but I really yeah, I'm like, definitely same 
Um, it was just a random but, straight film. And I was also taking marks off the it. fact that it was two and a half hours long of pure shite. If it was an hour and a half, it maybe got a 0. 0.5. <laughs> I had to maybe bump it up if it didn't have so much shite in it, but it's too much. Man. Overall, Barnsley? That's a 0. 0.33. A 0.33 does put it third bottom on our list. So we've got Zulu Dawn as a flat zero. We maybe need to convince Dubs to go watch that one to see if he also thinks the same. Everyone, everyone gave that movie a zero. Yeah. Right. That's Holy. That's why Dave left us. Dave left the chat. But that's like, that's like my experience of that movie that we've just reviewed like five or six times over. Yeah. <laughs> That must be a fucking piece of shit, like. Horrific. Absolutely horrific. The French Dispatch is on a 0. 0.3. I'm 100% more intrigued to watch that than Zulu Dawn. Feel free and go and watch it. Like because it. it's got a lot... I think it's I think it's the same director as Royal Tenenbaums. I think. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which I, I love that movie. And you didn't like that either, Daniel, did you? I'm not a fan, right? But see, when he was doing those ones, like the old Tenenbaums Grand Budapest Hotel, I could understand what he was trying to do. Uh, Rushmore. Does he not do Rushmore, too? Yeah. Uh, I get what he was going for, even though it's not for me. But see, now, as he keeps making more films, they just get worse and worse. Right. They take all the bad bits for those and fuck it. Oh, it's bad. Because Rushmore and the old Tenenbaums, I really like those films. And I'm guessing that there's a few of the same cast in the French Dispatch. It's always he always has this really big eclectic cast of stars. Bill Murray always pops up. I don't think he's in the French Dispatch, but he pops up in most of these films. He's in every other film, basically. Well, Dubs, whenever you feel that you want to, you can feel free to watch it yourself and add it as a review. uh, On your own, basically, that the quality drops off. So that's enough for me. I'll take your word for it. Uh, so then, then the next, the third worst movie is going to be Doctor Sleep, which is uh, slightly worse off than The Hobbit. At zero point three five, and dark crimes at zero point four, uh, make up our bottom five. Was that Jim Carrey that was in that? In dark crimes. Oh, Jesus Christ! That's a movie to watch. That was also a hunter pick. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a fucking Mary. Has he actually picked anything that anybody's like? Not off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> You're just all waiting silent. That's hilarious. I can't remember what people have picked to be fair. I, I, I know that. And I've, yeah. wa- I've actually watched that with him. And it's not a movie you should recommend to somebody. <laughs> it's terrible. Feel 192 on our list of 204 movies. Oh my <laughs> God. How many is Hunter Goat in like the bottom like 20 or something? Oh, there's a good old Capone, which you should also watch. That's the, that's a Hunter pick as well. You mentioned that um, on the podcast, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that was on purpose, that one. <laughs> um, who, who recommended the, Who was the Boondock Saints? Daniel. That was a vote. Oh, was it? I thought it was you. Oh, fuck Instagram. We did the uh, Lot and Tomatoes, so it had a really high audience score and a really low critic score. Mind we did that thing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was one of those. Um, we agreed with the critics. It's fucking shite. <laughs> like, offensively shite, that film, like. Isn't that Willem Dafoe that's in uh, yeah. Psycho? Willem Dafoe plays a cross-dresser slash cop. Like, it's fucking terrible. Aye, don't watch it. I can't remember. He dresses up as a woman anyway. It's fucking one of the most horrific things you'll ever see is Willem Dafoe being a woman. 
well, listen, I think this is a good point to wrap uh, wrap up this episode. Um, Hunter, we will see you again when you come back, if you're allowed to pick movies again when it comes to it. Um, before we head off, though, do we want to announce what the next two movies will be that are on the list? Because I do know that two morons in here are really, really not looking forward to the next two movies. <laughs> Sean, how are you feeling about watching 2001 Space Odyssey and Citizen Kane? Uh, uh, it's a thought. <laughs> it's a thought. Really. I want to hear what your apprehension is. Uh, well, the Space Odyssey one, I, I can't. I just hate f- fucking sci-fi shit. It's, it's, that, it's that's not what the movie is. Is it not? Well, no. Here we go. Uh, just chip any preconceived notions. What's yeah. the other one? I've not really got any preconceived notions of that at all. I've no idea what it's about. I know it's an old film, and I know it's highly regarded, but I don't know. But again, I had the same things about 12, 12 Angry Men, and I loved that, so it means fuck all. Aye. I've I've got very very high twelve angry men hopes for it, but then I picked it and I don't even think it'll be that high, but I think it'll still be half decent. I'm really glad you picked it because I've never seen it, and Mm -hmm. it's just one of those. Do you mean? It's 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 maybe my unseen, but I've seen like chunks of it, and it's parodied so much as well that I know a lot about it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it from beginning to end. I'm not really bored if he's only looking forward to it because I am. Right. <laughs> well listen, anything's going to be better than watching Doctor Sleep caliber of movies So you will get a better experience on the next one But guys, that does bring us to the end of this episode Thank you very much for listening And as Morans do, bid you farewell I'm sorry everybody <laughs> I actually had that in my notes, can you? I want an apology But you already <laughs> did it earlier in the episode so. uh, I deserved my bad. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. God, you fucking moron. I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Whoa. Up here, you morons. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron. Hey, moron. Bid you farewell and good luck, morals. Bye.